On this third Thursday of Lent, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Luke. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute, and when the demon had gone out, the mute person spoke and the crowds were amazed. Some of them said, By the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he drives out demons. Others, to test him, asked him for a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and house will fall against house. And if Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that it is by Beelzebul that I drive out demons. If I, then, drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your own people drive them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his palace, his possessions are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks and overcomes him, he takes away the armour on which he relied and distributes the spoils. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We may say that the temple of our heart often takes on a business-like style, which is also reflected in how we live and what we are like, not just individually, but also as a community, and even in our ecclesiastical life. We should fight against this mundane style until our last days on earth. Jesus put it this way, We are from the world, but not of the world. That means that we live in this world, but we should not have this world's mindset, At least we should avoid a way of thinking and acting which contradicts the gospel, the word of the Lord. Pope Francis called it the spiritual mundanity, which would be the mundane style that sticks to our heart as humidity does to the walls. It's sad, very sad, at least for me, when we turn evangelisation into a business inside the church. I'm not making reference to money only. I'm talking about the way we do it, how we try to generate resources for evangelisation. It's sad when we even have to pay to get into a Catholic temple. Where is the poor church for the poor that Jesus wishes? It's sad when we create activities, spiritual retreats or any others and the only ones who can attend are those who can pay for them. Of course there's a difference between contributing with what you feel in your heart you should and contributing with what's required without any concession. It's sad when you walk into the secretary's office at church and there are lists of fees of voluntary contributions to receive a sacrament. This is still happening in our church. If it's voluntary and free, why charge a fee? I think that if we truly trust divine providence, we should really believe that we will never lack anything we need to live, and much less to evangelise. How far we are from understanding and living by Jesus' teaching that we can't turn his father's house into a house of commerce. Today's glimpses of the gospel is related to something we often experience and finally makes us feel overwhelmed, leading us to an unbearable pessimism. What is it? For example, living focused on what we lack, living to see the half-empty glass, what should be but is not, what happened to me and what didn't, what affected my life and I can't change living without appreciating what we have and waiting for what it will become. Living this way is seeing part of the truth of life, but not the whole picture. We're tired of listening to part of the truth, 
half-truths, truths that are not true because they are ideologies. And when an ideology is claimed to be the only truth, it ends up killing the truth in capitals. We would be ready to kill to defend our hypothetical truth, even in the name of the truth. We're tired because each of us has their own truth, or to put it another way, each of us believes that our truth is the only one, and that just a few are willing to embrace a truth that is somewhat more encompassing and transcendent. Do you know what happens, or at least what I think happens, especially in our country, in the world, and, why not, in the church? Jesus is set aside, forgotten, and frequently by those who should remember him the most. Poor Jesus is not included in these never-ending arguments where everybody wants to be right, where money rules, where the logic of power overcomes the common interest. Everybody speaks about their truth, but they forget the only truth, the truth everlasting, that of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Some may ask, but in what way is Jesus related to the arguments of the world? He has a lot to do with them, at least for us Christians who sometimes unintentionally separate a lot of the world's situations from our faith and forget that our faith is salt and light in this world divided by discord and half-truths that become ideologies. Today's Gospel shows the same old cynical pessimists who are looking for a hair in their soup or who split hairs because ideas have obscured their hearts. Ideologies won't let us see reality. Rather than recognise the good Jesus did, these men can say an atrocity, that Jesus did well under the devil's power, an absurd assumption that we see realised every day. They not only fail to see the half-full glass, but also imagine something bad. They saw something bad. Let's be Christian. Let's stop sowing division and looking for the bad in the good, or seeing just the bad when there is a lot of good. Let's be true disciples of Jesus. Let's jump the gaps to discover that there are brothers and sisters on the other side, not enemies. There are also good people. They're only sometimes taken over by their ideas, as it happens on this side as well. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain forever.